Chapman University, where big ideas are born. We strive to become multidimensional, original thinkers. The kind of people who flourish in a challenging world. The kind of people who rise to every occasion. The kind of people who can accomplish anything imaginable. Welcome to Chapman Chats. This is a time for you to explore your options and do research on what different colleges and universities have to offer. We hope you can tune in to learn more about who we are at Chapman and get some general tips on the college search and application process. Hi everyone, welcome back to Chapman Chats. This is Amy Hammer, one of the assistant directors of admission. And Garrett Addison, another assistant director of admission. We're excited to talk to you today about the common application. All things common application. And this is going to be kind of a two-part series. So in this episode, we'll just cover the common application as a whole, what it entails, what you're filling out, all of that kind of fun stuff. And in the second part, we'll talk a little bit more about our recommendations, tips, and tricks, what we've experienced both as an applicant back in the day when we were applying to colleges. Yeah. We made it through somehow. And now as admission counselors and some things that we recommend our students do. Yes, Tanaz uh, trusted us to do these episodes on our own. I don't know if she should have trusted us. I'm not really sure about it, but we are going to do it, <laughs> and it's going to be really fun, and I hope that you enjoy it. Yes. So let's just jump right into everything, should, should we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So for those that aren't as familiar, Common App it is what it sounds like. It is the common application used by about 900 different universities and colleges, um, and it really synthesizes the demographic information and some writing samples of a student's file. Yeah, it's got um, a few different main parts. The common application as a whole, usually it'll open up for schools um, on August 1st, or at least that first week of August is when Common App kind of goes live. And then each individual institution that uses Common Application can choose a specific date that it goes live. So for Chapman, we went live on August 1st. So um, it's open now. You're welcome to start applying. Students who want to, who are currently seniors in high school can start submitting their applications and then for the fall of 2021. Fall of 2021, yeah, oh my <laughs> <Wow>. gosh. <laughs> Time is a construct, apparently. <laughs> and students who are maybe transferring or, or have already graduated high school and are looking to have a delayed start to their freshman year can apply for spring 2021 as well. Correct. So it's open yeah. for both terms. It's also important to note, too, with the common application, if you are a junior in high school or you're thinking about applying for a term that is going to be a little farther in the future, further, farther, I think farther. Yes. I'm going to go with farther. Um, you can start your common application and kind of work on those main sections, which we'll get into, the personal statement, extracurriculars, all that good stuff. And the common application will save all of that for you, and then it'll roll over your account um, so that you can access it for the actual term. And that's when you'll actually get access to the school-specific questions that we'll get into, too. Yeah. And the first step to all of this is just creating an account. So you can go in there, use an email address, and start setting up your profile. Again, start writing out your demographic information, and then selecting the schools to which you want to apply. Yeah, I think that's perfect. I think one of the um, easiest things to do is just get started on collecting that information, especially family information, maybe demographic information. Maybe start writing out what extracurricular activities that you've been involved in, um, ideas for your essays, or at least looking at the prompts. I think those are all really good first starting points um, of that main common application piece. Mm -hmm. I think that's also important to note with the common app is to me, there are two main sections. There's the first half, which is the bulk of the common app. That is the same information that will be sent to every single school that you apply to. So regardless if it's Chapman or elsewhere, your name, your family information, your activities, the essay that Garrett was talking about, that's everything all the schools will see. So the best thing to do there is to keep it 
specific to you in general to the school, but then each school has their own supplement and that's going to be individualized and that'll be specific to that particular school. Yeah, good advice. Um, one of the things that you want to uh, be doing as you're collecting this information is also keeping in mind um, contact information for your high school counselor or uh, a teacher that's going to be writing a letter of recommendation or even a, a member of the community, um, maybe the volunteer organization, coach of your uh, athletic organization, whatever that might be. If you have extra letters of recommendation, start collecting their information because you'll actually input those into the Common App. Um, and it'll notify them, hey, you know, uh, John Doe needs a letter of recommendation to this specific school. Here's how you upload. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, the, do you want to get into the activity section a little bit and just kind of talk about what that entails? Yeah. The activity section, I always think of it as basically a condensed resume. It's mm -hmm. going to list out what you're involved in and give you an opportunity to briefly describe what that involvement looks like. How many hours a week, how many weeks during a year you're committed to that particular activity. If you have any leadership roles, things of that nature. You can technically list up to 10 items in this section. I always say it's not necessarily to your benefit to fill out all 10 sections. Don't assume quantity equals, or yeah, quantity equals quality. Yeah. Um, I'd rather see a student that's involved in less areas, but truly invest in those areas, really committed to improving those organizations or having that huge impact rather than someone who's just adding in all 10 areas just for fluff. Now, if someone's truly involved in all yeah. 10 areas, that's valid. Um, but think I would be mindful in terms of what you're putting into that different section and um, what you're including as a activity. Of yeah. Sorts. And I think it would be a good idea when you get into the common application and you start on this section or at least take a look at it, maybe run through and see what are the different categories that are listed in here um, how much space do I have to write about my leadership position, about what the organization itself entails? What are those little details that you're going to be needing to find out? I know one of the tricky ones for students is always how many hours a week, how many mm -hmm. weeks per year am I involved in this? What years? Is it something that I want to continue post-grad? All that kind of stuff. So those are some things that I think would be good. Just start collecting it on your own. Write them all down. Think of everything that you do outside of uh, the classroom. And then once you actually get into this portion of the Common App, see, okay, which ones am I actually putting in here? Uh, what is that going to look like? Yeah. And then the next section after that is your personal essay. I think this is the meat of your application. Yeah. Um, there are uh, several different... How many options are there for the topics? There's seven different seven, prompts. Seven yes. prompts that someone can use. I would start by looking through them, reading them, start brainstorming what stories you might be able to share and how that can fit into the different prompts. And once you've identified one, obviously you are going to write your essay. You'll have a word count. Um, but this is your opportunity to truly introduce yourself to the college that you're applying to. It's important to look through the prompts to see, is there something that I want to start talking about? Is there something that uh, I already have on my mind and it fits into one of the prompts? But also remember that one of the prompts through the common application is tell us more about yourself. Um, it's a little bit more of a catch-all. So if you don't find yourself really resonating with any of the other six different prompts that you have that are really specific, you can always pick that seventh one and just say, hey, here's an uh, integral piece to who I am, and I want to make sure that I'm sharing it with the colleges. Yeah. This is also an, a t an area of that application that you can spend time on. I recommend making sure that you're talking to maybe one or two individuals that you trust to review the essay before you submit it. Mm -hmm. Checking everything from grammar all the way to just the general message and what's the takeaway. Um, if you talk to more than, I'd say, three people, there's a chance you might lose your voice in the essay. So... Be mindful of that. Make sure that you're having people review your work just to make sure that they're catching things that you might not catch. But at the same time, we also want to hear it from you. We don't want an essay that's basically been rewritten by 10 of your teachers. Definitely. 
And then outside of that, um, I think it's right after the personal essay, you'll have a couple options. Um, one for any sort of additional information that you want to add for any of the schools to see is where you could put general notes. Uh, if there was something that just didn't fit on the common application anywhere else, that's where you want to put it in. And then this year, they're also adding a question that talks about um, COVID-19, if you've been affected uh, in any uh, large or major ways, or any type of natural disasters um, uh, in your hometown if it's affected either the school experience, your home life experience, if it's had a major impact on you, that's where you're gonna put that type of information. Um, and I think it's really important to remember that that exists. Um, I think on the college side, we're all expecting a lot of essays about COVID-19 and about how it's uh, changed things. There is a specific section for that. Um, and like Amy was saying, the personal statement is gonna be kind of the meat of your application. So we don't wanna see everybody's application have the exact same type of meat all about COVID-19. Mm -hmm. So we know that we're reading everything that you're putting in there. So if you're putting it in your essay, you don't need to put it in the COVID section. If you're putting it in the COVID section, you don't need to put it in the essay because we'll read it. So use it as, as an opportunity to t tell us something new and different. Yeah, I think that's perfect. Um, and then after that, you'll get into the college specific portions. That's where you'll select the school that uh, you want to be applying to and it'll open up whatever their questions are. Some schools may not have additional questions. It may just be select the school and you have applied, um, but most schools will have some type of extra uh, questions, whether they're really quick short answer or um, what do I want to call them? Like short paragraph answer. Short answer? Short I guess answer. that's also short answer. Yeah. I'm imagining like short answer is in, you could say yes, no, mark this one box. Okay. But then full short answer. It's, wow. It, it ranges in terms of what's, what thing asked by different schools. I know that some schools have like a whole or essay that they're asking for people. And then other times it's just a simple yes, no. So yeah. I once had a counselor give me good advice and he said, when he was talking to his students, take inventory. So before you start on anything in your application, just go through the entire application yeah. and see how many questions are they asking. Some schools have hidden questions and mm. unintentionally we have a hidden question. Yeah. It's the major response. Um, so depending on what you declare as your major, it'll populate a second area for you to answer and elaborate on why you selected that particular program. So make sure that you're taking inventory for all your schools that you're going through and understanding. Are they asking for additional essays? Is it short answer? Is it extra short answer <laughs> what does that entail uh, making sure you're also spending time being thoughtful in those responses because um, we also are reading that we're taking that into consideration when we're reviewing your application so uh, you don't want to just breeze through that and make a simple mistake chapman chats is presented by the chapman university office of admission have a topic you'd like to learn more about or a special guest you'd like to hear from email us at admit at chapman.edu. That's A-D-M-I-T at chapman.edu. Now, back to Chapman Chats. Um, like Amy was saying, we've got uh, some questions on the front end. They'll be super quick, easy, yes, no. Um, one of the most important ones will be the new test optional question. If you want to apply as a test optional candidate, you could say yes. Um, if you would like to use your test scores, you say no, I don't want to be test optional. Um, and then we get into these short answers. So uh, like Amy had mentioned, the major response, you'll choose a major and then talk about why you wanna go into that program. Remember that you can also choose undeclared and talk about mm -hmm. why you wanna be undeclared, maybe um, a few of the different programs that you're debating between, but haven't really solidified. Um, but that's kind of where you're uh, putting anything for the major response. Um, and then we'll get into uh, what we call the why Chapman question. Um, that's essentially why are you interested in attending Chapman? Um, 
and the next episode we'll get into a little more of those tips and tricks but um, these are just the different portions that you'll be filling out uh, on the front end mm-hmm. um why chapman i'm trying to think of oh then it's the the choose your own adventure question that's what i call it usually there's a third question that each year we'll edit and we'll evaluate to see what it is that we're looking for to get from our applicants um usually it's a question that is related to some area of campus um, whether it be some sort of program or initiative and so like Garrett was saying, we call it like the choose your own adventure. Yeah. Um, so there is two questions that you can choose between based off of what you select. Obviously that's going to dictate what you're going to share with us. Yeah. And this year it all talks about um, either how you would contribute to campus uh, in some type of diversity and inclusion organization program, what you would like to see. Um, and then another question that kind of talks uh, about how to improve campus in ways that you think um, not just getting involved in, but maybe creating new programs and ideas for campus to um, share uh, with each other. Yeah. And then after that is our fast facts, mm, fast facts. Um, which I also talked to a high school counselor and she said she calls them the popcorn questions yeah. because they're super short. <laughs> I like um, that. And these fast facts are intended to really show your personality. I tell students always leave this for the very end when you're putting together your application because it's a fun way to end the application. Definitely. Um, we love reading them. I mean, I, I enjoy that part of the application. You get to really see what a student cares about in a more I don't want to say surface level way, but you know, yeah. in just a little bit more of a carefree way. You're not ask we're not asking for explanations as to why you're picking what you're writing, but we get to know what meal would you cook us if you were to cook a meal for the admission team? Where would you take us to your hometown if we were to visit? I love that question. Um, so I think it's super fun. Um, the fast facts, I would still be appropriate, obviously. Definitely. But have some fun with it. Don't feel like you need to tell us your favorite book from your English honors class. Like if your favorite book is Harry Potter, write that. It totally. I think the uh, biggest thing with the fast facts, we're not looking for specific answers and these will never be make or break answers on an admission decision, but it helps us get to know students on a, a more personal level. It's a more, I don't want to say exciting way, because I think exciting isn't the right word, but it's a more fun way to uh, see who's actually applying outside of academics, outside of a personal statement, outside of the short answer questions, just a quick like what are the things you like? What are the things that you want to be doing? Where does your uh, kind of interest and passion lie? You're human. We're human. Yes. It humanizes the process. There you go. I love that. But yeah, that is the um, kind of entirety of the common application. So once you go through, have everything answered, you've double checked it. You've had family members double check it. Maybe your college counselor double check it. Um, Remember, not too many people, but get some extra eyes on it just in case. Once all of that is completed, you want to make sure that you are submitting it completely um, and going through the submission phase and the payment phase um, on both of those. Um, And then that's it. And you're done. You're done. (laughs) You've applied. (laughs) Ta-da. It's an easy way to do it. Um, I'm trying to think if we missed anything on the common application. I don't think that we did. So the only thing I can think of is if we want to talk about fee waivers oh, yeah. or deadlines, like making sure you're keeping track of deadlines. We do. Uh, let's do both. Okay. On the uh, first part of the common application, you'll have a section where if you qualify for a fee waiver, you can mark it down in that section. Um, and there's a few different, I want to say that there's probably like eight or nine different ways that you can qualify for a fee waiver. Um, one of which is actually getting a supporting statement from your high school counselor. So I would also talk to them to see, hey, do any of these work for me? And if not, explain to them your specific situation and they can kind of help you out and see, yeah, it does make sense for a a fee waiver to be placed here. Let's get working on it. 
Um, that's all on the front end. It's on the uh, front portion of the Common Application. Um, so that'll go off to all of the schools that you're applying to on the Common App, not just like one specific school. And know that you can you can still submit your Common Application, but your application you won't receive a decision on until you submit some sort of fee waiver Correct. or a payment of some sort. So you can still work on your Common Application. You can still submit it without having it in that supporting statement if you need one, but know that ultimately that is something that we would need in order to give you a decision. Yeah. Um, another thing too, to just be mindful of is obviously so many different schools have so many different deadlines. <laughs> so again, at the very beginning when you're taking inventory, just make a list for yourself of the different schools and their deadlines. And so you're aware of when things need to be submitted. If everyone has a November 1st deadline, great. You're working towards getting everything submitted within the last couple of weeks of October. Yeah. Um, but some schools have an October deadline. Some have it all the way out into December or January. So as you're working through it, make sure you're prioritizing the applications that are due earlier. So in that way, you're not missing anything. Truly, one of the things that I wish I did better when I was looking at um, applications for college was prioritizing and and kind of creating almost like a schedule for myself i'm very good at it now i love my calendar i make sure that i have Shows everything gross. updated I, you're an adult now growth. <laughs> but i wish they did that as a, a especially as a high school senior i mean you got to mm -hmm. make sure that you're keeping track of these because if you miss that one deadline some schools may be you know it's okay let's go forward and other schools may say you missed the deadline that was on have you a, a hard cutoff yeah yeah and i think it's it's interesting because Applying to college is almost like having another class in your schedule that you don't have a class period for. Yes. Because you have homework. Your common application and putting together all your materials for your application is homework. Mm -hmm. And these deadlines are deadlines for an assignment. So you, may, you need to make sure you prioritize it the same way you would your schoolwork. And you have to make sure that that's an extra Saturday that you're giving up. It's unfortunate, but there obviously are some payoffs at the very end. Totally. Well, and that's why I think the common application as a whole is a, an easy way. And this goes for you know the uh, coalition app, any of these applications that work for multiple institutions. It's a nice way for you to just put down all of this like essential and basic information about who you are, what you've done, um, on a more uh, uh, generalized scale, you can just put it down one time so you don't need to be submitting all of this over and over and over and over, you know, that's going to take up a ton of time to be able to do it one time and then just fill in these maybe short answer questions, excuse me, if they're there. That's easy. Yeah, that is for sure. Well, I think that covers it, at least from a Common App 101 standpoint. Our next yes. episode will go more in depth, talk more specifically about our application, and then yeah. again, sharing general tips and tricks. So we hope that you enjoyed, you learned something, and stay tuned for more. Yay. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning into Chapman Chats. Visit chapman.edu to explore degrees and programs, schedule a virtual tour, or even attend an information session. Need guidance throughout the application process? Be sure to connect with your admission counselor. We're here to help. We'll see you next time.